0.000 something percent. Now, because only two entered in, it is figuratively telling us that even in the church today, many are born again, but very few people enter into their Canaan. Now, because the majority of people are struggling in the wilderness, it looks like the life of spiritual wilderness is normal. We have accepted it. It looks like it is normal to be born again and you have a, 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 a bunch of medication on the side of your, your what you call? Bed. Yeah. It looks normal. It looks normal for you and me to struggle financially because the majority are dying in the wilderness. So if you find yourself in the company of people who are dying in the wilderness, it looks normal, but it is not normal. According to the word of God, you're supposed to enter into the land of Canaan. You can be sickness-free. Born again. Sickness-free. Because listen to this. If you and me cannot be sickness-free, it means the work of Jesus on the cross was not complete. If you and me cannot walk in divine prosperity and experience abundance, it is simply means the work of Jesus on the cross was not complete. Didn't he say, I came so that they may have life and they have it more abundantly? That's what the Bible is saying. Now, you will not overcome the wilderness life as long as you are looking on the Christians as, that you know as your example. If you are gauging your life with the Christians that you know, the Christians who are your neighbors, it will look very normal. You will say, there is no person who can be dead free and have all abandoned. It looks like it cannot happen. But because God has done it in the, in the Old Testament and he's doing it with people who are living today. I was telling you on Sunday, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Eggings said, in my whole life, my medical bills were about $250 for the whole family. And he only spent that money when they went to give, the wife went to give birth. From the time the wife gave birth until he died, no child ever went to the hospital. And he said, for 62 years, I don't know what headache means. At least there is one in the, among one of the Caleb's, isn't it? If God can do it to one, he can do it to others. It can, he can do it to you, he can do it to me. So first of all, you must change the mentality of looking uh, upon your Christian life in comparison with the most Christians that you know in the wilderness. There is a Caleb, there is a Joshua somewhere that you should take as an example. 
if there is no Caleb or Joshua that you should take an example, you must be that Caleb or you become that Joshua. Come on, lift up your hand. I'll say, I'll become that Caleb. I'll become that Joshua. This mentality of saying it is not possible must come out of you. You must go back to the Bible. And if the Bible says he took all our sicknesses, all. Come on, say all. All our sicknesses and diseases. He was wounded for our transgression. And by his stripes we are healed. When the Bible says, and God is able, God is able, not you, God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good way. Take it as it is. Take it as it is. And as I'm saying, the challenge, you are going to look on pastor so-and-so, you look on brother so-and-so, you look on... You see, treat the word of God as you, take, you treat the hospital. How many of you have known people who have gone to the hospital and died? Anyone here? Either your mom, your relative, they went to the hospital, they treated them, and they died. Anyone, you know somebody? Okay. But have you stopped going to the hospital because somebody died? You say, I'll never take medication. So and so went to the hospital and died. So medicine doesn't work. Somebody was dying on the bed here. You were sleeping here. And after somebody stopped breathing, you take the same medication. Because you don't know why this person died. You don't know the complication in this person's life. So if you are looking on fellow Christians, you don't know the complications of their lives. You really don't know what they eat at night. You don't know what they speak when they are sleeping. So forget about your neighbor, no matter how spiritual they look. Mind your own business with the word of God. Because the word of God is the only word that has the final upon your life and upon your circumstances. Then you will cross over into the Canaan land. Your personal Canaan land. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to have people in this church who will stand up one day and say for the past five years, I don't know what headache comes. What headache means. There's a man by the name Alexander Dowie, for those who read. Alexander Dowie built a Christian city, Zion Christian city in Illinois. For 10 years, no one died young. 10 years. They buried no young person. No medication in Zion Christian uh, city. They stood upon the word of God and the word of God proved that you can walk in divine health. You can walk in divine health. You can walk in divine prosperity and have all abundance. Now, this is not your doing. It is because of who you are in Christ. You are rich in Christ. It is by grace and not of your doing. Immediately, you're going to look what you're doing. You're going to look at your resources. You're going to look on what you have. And we don't have 
you, what you don't have, you miss grace. And yesterday I said, sometimes the major stumbling block for us to enter into God's abundance is what we have. That stops us to depend on God's grace. It stops us to spend on God's grace. Now, today we want to make a, stop for, a step forward and talk on some important principles of entering in God's abundance. Important principles. Go to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. Reading the book of Joshua. We are going to read from verse... Uh, bah, 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 bah. The book of Joshua, we are going to read. Are you there? We are going to read from verse... Uh, let me just get my, my notes in order so that we kick off. We are going to read from the book of Joshua, reading from chapter 3, verse 10 to 16. The book of Joshua, read chapter 3, Reading from verse 10 to 16. Okay. You found it? This is what the Bible says from verse 10. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Havitites, the Perizzites, the Gigitites, the Amorites, and the Shubishites. Behold the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all earth passes before you into Jordan. Now therefore take the twelve men out of the tribe of, of Israel, out of every tri tribe a man. And it shall come to pass as soon as the sole of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all earth shall rest in the water of Jordan, that the water of Jordan shall cut off from the waters and come down from above. That come down from above, and they shall stand upon the heap. And it came to pass when the people removed their tents to pass uh, to pass uh, over Jordan, and the priest bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. And that that bore the, the ark were come into Jordan, that the feet of the priest are that bear the ark, deep, the ark were dipped into the brim of the water, for the Jordan overfloweth all its banks all the time of harvest. Then the waters which came down from above stood and rose up the heap on far from the seat of Adam. And that is beside Zaretan. And those that came down from the sea of the plain, even the salt failed and were cut off. And the people passed right against Jericho. If you want to add, you can say on the dry land. Please pay attention. Very important. Yesterday we discovered that you are already rich in Christ. You are already healed in Christ. So what you are looking for 
is the manifestation of what you already are in Christ. That's what you are looking for. Now we are talking about what you need to do to get the manifestation of what you are already in Christ. Number one, write it down. It is to seek the presence of God and carry the presence of God on your life. The Ark of the Covenant is the symbol of the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant was a box in which symbolically God dwelt. And so when they carried the Ark of the Covenant, it meant that they carried the presence of God. The men that were carrying the presence of God, when they put their feet in the river Jordan, the Bible tells me that the water cut off right there. Now listen to me, brethren. When we talk about financial prosperity, many born-again Christians have done everything to seek for money and never seek the presence of God upon their lives. Most of us, every morning when we wake up, we are so consumed seeking how we can make money. Already you are rich. Already you are prosperous. But it will require the presence of God upon your life for the manifestation of who you are already in Christ to begin to manifest. It will require his presence. Now, most times in the church, we have forgotten understanding the need for God's presence in our lives. Now, hear me. If from today, from today, you are going to make it your personal business to seek God's presence and to walk in God's presence, you'll be shocked how much you are going to receive from God in terms of wealth and divine health. Wherever God goes, wherever his presence is, there is wealth, there is health, the two of them. The church, you and me as Christians, we have no time to seek the presence of God. We have no time to go in his presence, enjoy his presence, carry his presence. Now, many born again Christians, whenever we pray, we always go into the presence of God because of our problems. We go into the presence of God because we need money. Because we need healing. Now, there is a knowledge that you, you need to have. It is what we call walking in God's presence. You need to cultivate a life where you, you seek God's presence and you begin to walk in his presence. The children of Israel here, 
when they were about to cross over, God told them that I am going to take the Ark of the Covenant to go in front of you. The Ark of the Covenant means the presence of God. And when the presence of God was going, it was going towards River Jordan that was flowing. And many men who were carrying the presence of God, when they reached the river, the river is flowing. The, it's flowing. The currency is running. And the, Moses says, Joshua says, just carry the presence, go into the, the, the flowing river, and you walk into it. And when they walked into the flowing river, the river stopped. And build an edge on this side. It built another edge on this side. And they walked on the dry ground. Because listen to this. God will never have an accident. God will never drown. If you take the presence of God with you. No matter in which situation you are going to, to enter in. If you have the presence of God in, you can enter into the place that is completely bankrupt. But as you go in, God has never been bankrupt. Finances must come into that situation of your life. If you are sick, you carry the presence of God. God has never been sick. The presence of God will bring healing into your physical body. You see, we seek healing, we seek money, and never seek God's presence in our lives. That's the problem. And many, many born-again Christians are doing everything to seek for money, are learning everything to look for money, are learning everything to come out of debt, but they never learn how to cultivate the presence of God in their lives. If you want to enter into your Kenani, that's very crucial. Seeking the presence of God. Walking in the presence of God. Walking and living in his presence is very crucial. If you look the prayers you prayed this morning, you, most of us did not just pray a prayer when we went into the presence of God just to love him. Just to worship him. Just to say, Lord, I want you to know more of you. I want to experience your love. I want to hear your voice. I want to draw closer to you. I want to experience more of your presence. The devil has deceived us. We are so carried about, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. If you want to enter into your canon, make seeking God's presence and walking in his presence... Walking in his presence also, also includes walking righteously. Because you are the righteousness of God, therefore you should walk in what? Righteousness. Very, very important. Entering into the land of Canaan will require you and me to walk in the presence of God. To seek the presence of God. Now let me give you a tip. You take it, it is going to help you. Every morning, every morning, if it is possible, you need to have an altar time 
when you spend at least 20 to 30 minutes not praying for anything, but just worshiping and loving God every morning. Try that for the coming two months. Every morning. Just woke up. When you wake up in your bed if you can, but I advise you not to be in your bed. Come out of your bed. Go in the sitting room. Go somewhere. Just be in the presence of God. Love him. Just sing songs of love. Sing songs of love to him. Talk to him. Forget about your debts. Because according to the word of God, you already prosperous. All you are looking for is the manifestation of your prosperity, which you already are in Christ. Number two. Lift up your right hand to the Lord. So if I'm going to experience my Canaan, I must seek the presence of God. And walk in the presence of God. Number two. Experience your personal Canaan. Now, this is also a very important point. How many of you are business people here and those who want to go into business? Lift up your hand. Let me see. Those who are business people, you have the desire to go into business. Okay. Some of you have no desire to go into business. Jimmy. Hey. Let, lift up your hand again. Those who are business people and you want to go into business, lift up your hand. You don't want to go into business? No desire for business? You want to work until you die? Yeah? It's not your strength. No, hey, business is not your strength. No person is not a business person in this earth. Because every one of us, we do business. If you have a husband, you, that's business between you and the husband. There's a business. You cut out business. No, no, I'm serious. Having your child is a business. Every one of us are business people. They're selling and receiving. It's a business. So if you are telling me you are not a business person, I don't know where you live. Amen? Now, all of you, all of you who want to go into business and you are already into business, listen to what I'm going to tell you this evening very carefully. Very, very carefully. God, the almighty God, knows the business you are going to go into, knows the way to deal with it, Knows who can be your partner. Knows who is going to crook you. Knows how you're going to make profit. He knows everything about your business. Now, here is the mistake. Most of us, when we go into business, or we want to go into business, we never talk to God about our business until we make a loss. We never do that. Here is what you need to learn. As a child of God, you need always to seek God's guidance and instruction in your business. You need to have time. 
where you and God discuss your business. You need to have time when you and God talk about your business. And in that time of talking about your business can be connected to the same time of practicing the presence of God. Please, just take your business, put your paper down or your papers down, and just begin to worship God and talk to him as you talk to a man. Consult God. Tell him, God, I can see with my eyes, but you see what I don't see. I can see and I can hear with my ears, but you hear what I don't hear. You see what I don't see. Jehovah God, I come here as your partner. I come here. This business is not my source of prosperity. I am already prosperous in Christ Jesus. But this business is the channel that you are going to use to bring wealth into my hands. Lord, lead me, guide me, give me wisdom. Just pray in tongues. Pray in tongues over your business. Stay there. Pray in tongues. Sometimes do not make a step in business before you have a go ahead from God. It may look like you are, you are delaying, but God's delay is better than you going into problems. Amen. Many business people in the church, we don't have time. I have learned this myself. When I want to do something, it's not working. I try, it is not working, I let go. And when I let go, I am just going to go before God every day. Lord, you know, you send the Holy Spirit to be my teacher. You send the Holy Spirit to be my guider. Lord, I am saying, even if I don't hear you speaking to me, if I make a, 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 a wrong stop, a wrong, a wrong step, Lord, block it. Block every wrong, stop, wrong step of my life. Block it. If I'm taking a step that is going to lead me into distraction, supernaturally, God, stop it. Amen. If, I, if you can tell me to stop it, tell me to stop it. Now, most of us, you are going to see what looks like a profitable business. And the Lord said, stop it. Let me tell you a story. How many of you have heard about a preacher called Zondo? Yeah, Zondo. I can tell you, last Saturday I went to the church of Zondo. Yeah. Last Saturday. Somebody told me, Zondo is having a business meeting. And he wants you to go and speak in the meeting. The first thing I said, no. Me, I don't fellowship with Zondo. I refused. I never prayed about it. And uh, the man said, Pastor, there is a business meeting. You need to go there. I said, no. 
But in the morning I woke up and begin to pray. And I begin to pray and I begin to pray. Then I heard a voice. Son, what are you scared of? He is not going to preach in your church. You are going to talk to business people. You see, I'm sitting in my sitting room like this and I can hear that voice saying, you go and talk to business people. You go there. And I drove. I went late. When I sat down, I'm sitting like this. Do you know who was on my right? The minister of mineral resources. Yeah. I'm sitting like this. I don't know him by face myself. It was just a human being. I don't know. <laughs> and the, they said the first speaker who is going to speak is so and so. And after that, the minister is going to come and tell you how can, we can tap into the minerals of South Africa. I am looking for the minister to stand up. The guy close to me stands up and he begins to talk how you can tap into the minerals of South Africa. The opportunities that are there. I am listening and he spoke about 10 minutes or so. Then he says, uh, I am not going to talk much. There are people here who are driving the machine. A lady stood up, go in front. I look at this lady, I say, I know this woman. This person is the chief financial, whatever it is, of the Ministry of Mineral Resources. She stood up, I said, I know this woman. She goes in front and said, today is the best day of my life. I have come to discover my pastor whom I saw many years ago. And I see she's looking at me straight. I don't know. I won't tell you who she is. And I am sitting there. I am seeing how some people. The Bible says the children of darkness are wiser than the children of what? Light. I am seeing how these people are connected. The government is telling them how to get money, how to go into mining. One lady stood up and said, I am not looking for you who want to come and clean or be doing cleaning business in the mines. We want those people who want to make millions and billions. I'm sitting down. The rest is history. Come on, go ahead and give the Lord a big hand. And when I came out, I said, you see, Lord, if it was not for your voice, I could have not come here. My mind is telling me, don't go there. But your voice says, just go there. 
And when I went there, of course, I, I also spoke. But out of my speaking, I got a contact or contacts that I could have never got if I did not listen to the voice of God and obey. So for you who are in business, while you are doing business, while you want to start business, spend time listening to his voice. Cultivate a habit of spending time. There are some businesses that you have to put on hold if you don't have a go ahead from the Holy Spirit. There are some people that you don't like. And God may tell you, go and see them. Go there cautiously. And of course, you need to know the voice of God. You need to learn to know the voice of God. You see, the leading of the Holy Spirit is very crucial in your financial prosperity. Very, very important. But born again Christians... As I said yesterday, we have dependent, dependent, depended on our wisdom and our own intelligence than the wisdom of God. So if you are a businessman and you want to go into business, seek time. There is a man, a very wealthy man. I listen to his messages a lot. He said the secret of his, his success is he staying in his presence. The man is wealthy. Very rich. Standing in his presence. Being in his presence. You see brethren. We have divorced spirituality from wealth. There are some people who tell you. It doesn't matter what you are doing. As long as you are applying spiritual principles. You are going to prosper. That's a lie from the devil. If you want a real wealth. You need to understand. You cannot divorce having real wealth with having the presence of God and listening to the voice of God in your life. Amen. Lift up your hand. Say, God knows where my wealth is. God knows the business I should do. If I can hear his presence, I'll make it right. Very important. What about sickness and healing? Sometimes you stop binding the devil. You have bound the devil in your life is long. Why don't you begin to practice the presence of God? Be in his presence. Pain in his, in his, is in your body. Be in his presence. Man, I'm telling you what I do. I am not telling you things that I've only learned from the, 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 the writers, but I'm telling you things that I do and they work for me. Sometimes in pain, I just go in the presence of God. And as I am in the presence of God, worshiping God, confessing his scripture or the word, spending time in the word, in the, in the, in the middle of pain, I'll hear the voice. Son, stand up, you are healed. Once I hear that voice, no matter how much pain I am, I have been given a, red, a, a green light to stand up because I am 
healed. How much time do you spend seeking the presence of God, God people, good people? The enemy will make you so busy in seeking money that you and me, we have no time to practice his presence. The Bible says, carry the presence of the Lord, the ark of the covenant. And when you step in the flowing river, because of the presence of God, the waters of the river shall stand still. Very important. Number three. I want to preach long, long so that we pray. And you go home early. Number three, if you want to obtain supernatural prosperity and walk in it, you've got to be a steward, a steward of God's resources and a partner with him in his projects. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Put it on the screen. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. I'm talking about entering in your Canaan. The Bible says, But thou shalt remember the Lord your God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, not money. That he may establish his covenant. How is he going to establish his covenant? Using your wealth. That he may establish his covenant. Which is so unto thy fathers. As it is today. Go to the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 28. We're going to read. Verse 47 to 48. Be a good steward of God's resources and a partner with God in his projects. The Bible says, Because thou savest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, you are not serving the Lord your God with the joyfulness of heart for the abundance of their things. Therefore, thou shalt save thy enemies enemies which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and thirst and nakedness. Why? Because you are not serving the Lord your God with joyfulness or in joyfulness. Now look at me and listen to me. Most of us here we are believing God for money. We are believing God for prosperity. But I want you just to think in a split second. That money you have been looking for. Look at, them, look at your budget and your plans. Just in a split second. That money you are looking for. Look at your budget and your plans. Did you see God there? Did you see evangelism there? Did you see missions there? Did you see supporting the gospel there? Most of us, even though you are seeking money, God is not part of your budget. 
And the Bible is saying, can you put it in other version, lesser version? The Bible is saying, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness. Put it in another version, sir. Start from verse 28. Verse 27, sorry. 47, 28, 47. Because you did not serve the Lord, that the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity. Are you seeing there? Therefore, in hunger and thirst, in nakedness, dear poverty, diary poverty, you, sh you will serve the enemies that the Lord shall send against you. He will put a yoke on your neck until you are destroyed. Why? Because when some money dropped into your pocket, you did not save the Lord your God with joyfulness using your finances. I'm telling you principles that will liberate you from poverty. And some of us you say, but pastor, I have no money to save God with. Okay, do you have a mouth to win the lost? Do you have legs to visit somebody and make fall-ups? You see, we want prosperity, but in reality, we have never entered into a covenant and partnership with God. Come on, go ahead and give the Lord a big hand. And I can pro promise you, if it will be in your heart, you have no money as I'm talking, but it is in your heart, and you are genuine in your heart, that God, when you give me wealth, you see, God knows your heart, he knows my heart. I can say it with my lips, but really God knows my heart. God knows your heart. God knows our hearts. If it shall be in your heart, genuinely, you say, God, I want to prosper for the extension of the kingdom of God. I shall be a partner with you in the gospel and sub or supporting the gospel. You have crossed your river Jordan into your Canaan land. Many Christians, we are struggling financially because in our prosperity, God did not send his son Jesus to prosper you for your own sake only without being a partner with him. You have an assignment. And as a church, this is very crucial. As believers, this is very crucial. And some of us are going to say, but pastor, I could have done that if I had money. No, 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 no. Look at it, good people. Why do you think most Christians don't even pay tithe? It's because the first day you started working, you had no God on your budget.
I'm preaching, don't you think so? The day you started working, especially some of us who got, who started working when we are born again. The day you started working, God was not on your budget. Already you dreamed the car, you dreamed the house, and you realize we are trying to do all these things, but we are not having them as the Lord has promised us. Because we have left God behind. How many of us, born again Christians, when money is coming, you are writing a budget, you have a budget for the church. Lift your right hand to the Lord. Say, God wants to prosper me. So that he may establish his covenant. I was telling you yesterday, I was on the way to the U.S. I'm reading a book and I began to pray. Praying for souls. God spoke to me very clearly. And some of you who got the prayer request for fasting, he said, you see, the problem is that my children are withholding their finances and their talents. They are withholding themselves. They are withholding their lives. We have become two busy brethren trying to make money and we have forgotten God's work and assignment. You need to make a covenant. We need to make a covenant that God, if you give me a million, I was telling you a man who gives 97 million runs every year to the work of God. I have met him. I've met him in person. He said he was so broke, very broke. He tried to apply for the loan. The bank could not give him a loan. He said on this day, he was going to, I don't know if I can call it Land Bank or Agriculture Bank, I don't know what it was called those days. He said when he was going, he was walking, he saw a church and he turned, he went in the yard of the church and he nailed down that, Lord, everything I have done for my business to start has failed. I'm going to the bank to try and get a loan. If you give me a loan, I will tithe on my salary and I will tithe on my business all the days of my life. He said when he went to the bank, they did not ask him any question. They gave him a loan. Few months later, he got a project, gave tithe on his business. His business was moving on. He nailed down and said, God, this business from today is not mine, it's ours. You are a partner in this business. He gave God from 10%, he said, it is too, 10% partnership with you, God, is too low. Because you are, you are mightier than me. And he began to increase the percentage for God's partnership. Percentage for partnership. Until he gave God 62% partnership. And he said, in my business, all board members know we don't make decisions. Any decision we make, the majority partner must agree with it. So whenever they want to do anything, they kneel down. Spend time to pray and fasting. 
When God tells them, do this, they go for it. End of the year, 62% of their business goes to God. Then he said, there is corruption in South Africa, but they have failed to corrupt the majority order of my business. When business are falling down, my, my majority order knows where I should move the business. Amen. And we have moved business where he led us to go. This is a wealth, 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 wealth company. He told, he told us that you see Pretoria East, Pretoria East, most of Pretoria East, we own it. All those malls you see, all those, all those, uh, what do you call them? Estates. We, they built on our land. Because when South Africa was getting independent, many Africaners were running away. And our majority shareholder said, don't run away, buy Pretoria East. He said, we bought, and our friends ran away. We bought it at a very cheap price. Because they are a share, they have a share order with God. And at this moment as I'm talking, they give God 62% of the turnover. What percent do you give to God, good people? And I know you may not have money, but what intentions do you have? So when we are coming to prosperity, it is more than just saying, God, I need money. There are principles you need to observe. Lift your right hand. Say, Father, help me to make you my partner in my business, in my career, in whatever I do. I won't take too long tonight. I want you by the conviction of the Holy Spirit to understand these three points I've given you. For you to cross over. Number one, it is seeking God's presence and walking in his presence. Number two, is listening to God's instructions. And I did not read that scripture. I think it's important that I read it. Go to the book of Joshua. Chapter 4, we are going to read from verse 1 to 5. Then we go into prayer. Did I say Joshua chapter 4? Is that Joshua chapter 4? Huh? Okay. Let's begin to read. Let me go to Joshua. That one is... Now. Give me, a, give me a minute. Give me a minute. It's not Joshua chapter 4. It's chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 1 to 5. Now Jericho was straight shut up because of the children of Israel. Nana went out and Nana came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given 
into thine hands Jericho, and the kings thereof, and the might men of Vela. And ye shall encompass the seat, and ye, O men of war, and go around the seat once. Thus thou shalt do it six days. And on the seventh day, the priest shall bear the ark of the covenant. Do that again? Seven trumpets of ram and horn. And the seventh day ye shall compass the seed seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet. Look at me. There is what we call strategy of winning the war. Strategy of doing business. They are going to win the war. And there are many who have been trained to fight. Then the Lord says, this is how you are going to fight. All men of war are ready to fight. But the Lord says, what you are going to do for six days. The priests shall carry the ark of the covenant. And they shall go, let us suppose this is Jericho. This thing you see here is Jericho. The Bible says you shall go there, the priest carrying the war of, carrying, carrying the ark of the covenant with men of war. You shall just go quiet, no one who talks. The old church, you just talk. You don't talk, you just round. And when they are rounding, the people of Jericho are shouting them, Hey, you Hebrews! What are you doing there? They are insulting them. Say, don't talk back. Once you do that, go home. And eat. That's on Monday. Following day. Now, now I am imagining the people of Jericho throwing eggs on them. Because they are on top of the wall. You go and you walk around the wall. They go for the sixth day. Don't talk. Keep your mouth shut. No prayer. Once you finish, go home and eat. And some people, I said, what is Joshua thinking? Is he wasting our time? We came here for war, not for walking. Men of war, but men of war learn to listen to the voice of God through their leader. The third day they went. No singing. No worship. No talking. No prayer. After they finish, go home. Don't you see that it doesn't make sense? You are going to possess the land, isn't it? And you are going to walk quietly, not talking, not shouting. When they are shouting you, you just keep quiet for six days. God's strategy may look very foolish in your business. But God's strategy in your business and in your life is going to give you a breakthrough. Amen. Then the Bible says, on the seventh day, when you finish rounding the priests, not the soldiers, they went for war. Instead of the soldiers going into fighting, the Bible says the priest 
shall blow the horns. And when they blow the horns, all of you go on shouting. Some of you, when the Lord said, go on shouting, you are going to sit like this watching. I see you sometimes here. I'm saying, let's give the Lord a big hand. You are just like this. Instructions. Listening to instructions. Listening to the voice of God. Knowing God's strategy, strategy at every point of your life. In your business. Very important. And the Bible says, when they blew the trumpet, the walls of Jericho fall without any soldier doing anything. Because they hearkened to the voice of God. There is something that God will tell you. There is something that God has been telling you in your finances, in your business. But it looked so, it looked, it looked so unprofessional. If you are going to possess your possession, the voice of God, brothers and sisters, is very, very important. Spend time. Be in his presence. Seek his guidance. And when God speaks to you, then you move straight in the presence of God. Your business will change. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Now I know instructions like this are not sweet. But there are instructions that you cannot run away from. If you want to experience supernatural prosperity. You can't run away from that. This evening, we are going to have time to pray. I said we will leave at, is it already 8 o'clock? Okay. 5 past 8. We will take about 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I want you to pray a prayer, a covenant prayer. It may not be a covenant prayer only. It may be a, com a prayer of repentance and covenant. That God, I have wanted to run my business and to make money, but I have left you out. God, I have wanted to run my business or to go into business, but... I have for, I neglect your presence because I'm too busy trying to make money. I'm too busy trying to build my house, my house. And I'm not saying don't build a house. Listen to instructions. Some of us we have money. I have heard testimony. It has happened to me. I told you the testimony. And I'm not going to tell it all. When I was about to get married, I saved money, saved money for my wedding. And God says, all the money you have saved for the wedding, put it in the church building, in Mafiken. And I said, Lord, it's two months before the wedding. The Lord said, put that money into my building. And I put money into the building. I was thinking God is going to give me a good contact where I can preach. And the Lord said, stay home. Stop traveling. Build my church. I've given all the money. 
all the arrangements I made to where, where I was supposed to go and preach, I cancel them. I tell pastors I'm not coming. I'm building the church. After I gave the money, I'm broke in the natural. But in the spiritual realm, something is taking place. And every morning I woke up, I go to the building to see people pulling the concrete. After I see that, I'll be walking in the yard praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. They'll phone me, Pastor, we have no cement. I say, guys, give me a minute, I'll pray. Somebody buys the cement. And at the wedding, the clock is what? Ticking. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Did I have the wedding paid for? Yes, I did. I heard the voice of God. I can tell you many, many testimonies. And most of us, we lost great wealth. Because when God spoke to us, it did not make sense. Now, some of us, even God cannot speak to us because we are too busy. If you don't know the voice of God, begin from tonight. Begin from tomorrow morning. Go in the house. Go in the sitting room. Pray for nothing. Just love him. Enjoy his presence. This is not only for money. It is for your business it is for your health. It is for your marriage. It's for your children. Being in the presence of God. We are going to take some time to pray. And I want you to take a posture that is good for you. Be in the presence of God. Tell God. I don't know what you are going to tell God tonight. But one thing I can tell you, you need to ask God to forgive you. That God has been too busy and have neglected your presence. Some of us, as I'm talking, we are owing a lot. And because we are owing a lot, our minds are so busy. Why can't you quieten your mind and go in his presence? Doesn't he know how much you are owing? Doesn't he know how to pay your debts? Has he paid some people's debts? Yes, he has done it. He paid the debts of the widow. As he paid some people's tax, yes, he did. He paid Peter's tax. Doesn't he know what you need? He knows. I want you this morning, this evening, to be very specific in what you want to do or to talk to God about your financial life. Tomorrow I'm going to be praying for your businesses, for those who have businesses. And those who want to go into business. Every one of you must think of business. Every one of you. But it's not going to work if I'm, I mean, we have prayed these prayers don't work. We are praying prayers with people who have detached themselves from God. And God really knows. He knows your heart. He knows my heart. Let's stand on our feet.